0: One of the greatest of all time in terms of Guaido, Tebe Mohane, better known as Tebe Lenyora, joining us tonight on Other People's Money. This is where we get to speak to famous South Africans, the well-known, and speak to them about their attitude on money. Of course, Tebe was born in Buluguan and has had music pumping through his veins since he was born, as his father was a musician, composer, and businessman. He's known as the party starter, a bad boy of Guaido. He joins us tonight, Welcome to the Money Show.
1: Thanks for having me. Bro.
0: Take us back to Limpopo where you grew up and uh, your makings as a young man uh, coming up uh, in Limpopo.
1: Um, I had a normal upbringing, you know, but I spent most of my my life in boarding school. I went to boarding school at six. I don't know what grade that is. So yeah, my my, my upbringing was just basic, like any other kid. Nothing spectacular or nothing bad. It was just a normal upbringing.
0: And what was your first encounter with money in Limpopo? Your father's a businessman, what are you seeing growing up around the home?
1: Um I guess my first encounter like any other kid, my first encounter is pocket money. You know, when you get pocket money and how you manage it, how you manage to to stretch it, to be able to do other things with pocket money. Because the fella and I forget For school you know so if you manage to do other things like afterwards you manage to go do your hair or you're meant to buy something that's my first experience with money.
0: And were you one of those young men that used to save up your money for maybe uh, buying uh, your favorite toy or also waiting for CVs uh, at school or were you one of those that got the money and just uh, spent it uh, at the same time?
1: I'm bad at saving. I, I just <laughs> spend it all. At it's very time. honest. <laughs> yeah.
0: And your move then to Johannesburg as a young man, um, you know, trying to carve out your own life now uh, away from, from your yeah. family in Limpopo. How was that? And when you got to uh, Pretoria and Johannesburg, how did you meander your way?
1: Uh, I, I did a quick stop in, in Mafikeng because that's where I did my high schooling. And after I finished my matric, and I did a, I did a, a sound engineering course here in Johannesburg, then I went back to Maputhe, you know, to do my internship at the Pop Studios. So uh, I guess most of my manoeuvring started in
0: Maputhe. And when you were doing that sound engineering in Johannesburg, what is the city like at the time? Is uh, it is it post-apartheid? Are you are you coming up as a young student with big dreams? Um, what were you like back then?
1: Uh, you know, it you know, was still true, 1992, you know, when I was doing the course. So uh, we're just trying to figure out choices, and you know, you, have, you hear stories where you choose but don't up all. <laughs> you must be always alert, so you're always scared, you're always looking around, you know. And then they tell you, no, you mustn't look around because going on one So, but like, you know, that hasn't changed a lot. Even now, you're still scared. of some about choices.
0: So. Yeah, it still holds the same characteristics. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Did that place ignite something in you, uh, Josie? Did you say to yourself, look, I want to go back and want to Uh, make a name for myself because it's a fast-paced, moving city that's always talking money, money, money. Did you also get the same energy?
1: Yes, yes, I did because, you know, I've always wanted to be in the entertainment space, you know. So, you know, when you start, you start wherever you start. I started in my teaching, but I always wanted to move to Josie because, everything was happening here. The studios were here. The record companies were here. So I figured, you know what, I need to get myself into that place because that's where everything is happening.
0: And tell us about your first encounter with um, this genre, Kwaito, and how you got discovered and, you know, your first paycheck as an artist.
1: Um, I, I, I used to DJ back then in marketing for for Pocket Money and, you know, for... For, for working, for lodging.
0: And how much did you promoters know? pay back so, then?
1: Jeez, I think I was like 300 rands, 300, 400 rands. It depends if you got a good gig, But they didn't pay more than 500 rands. But you that know? was good
0: money back then, no?
1: So, right? Oh, no, it was, it was. You know, you could pay rent and, and, and live. Because I was, was 500 rands weekly, you know. And
0: how did you move so, then from the came, tax, yeah?
1: Well, Kilo came to my Africa one time where I was playing, and then uh, he he had the songs that we did, me and Bruce. We just did them at the flats. you know. Bruce had this keyboard, then I just recorded the, the vocals over the tracks. So when I was DJing, I played the tracks, and people knew them already. So Skidu was like, hey, man, uh, who, who's this? What's happening? I said, no, me and this friend of mine, we did this. This is me. He left. He took the tape. He left, came the He came back the next day. He says, my man. We decided to sign you. We are releasing this. I did not even pay. I just got into your skills car and went back to Choma.
0: Wait a minute. So you did this without a contract? You're just a gentleman's handshake? Uh, We're going to work together and take
1: over this industry? No, we're saying we were signing you. So come to where We're going to talk about this. And the, 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 the demo that we did, they felt it was good enough to be released. So I got into the car and came to Jersey, and then we, we discussed the terms, you know, which, I mean, at that time, I was just excited to be signed. Even if there were bad terms or good terms at the time, I, didn't, I just said, I just asked them, where so, do I sign?
0: So you went in without a lawyer. How much uh, did you make in that particular period? Uh, especially, when did you feel like, yo, Guaito's really going to make me money now?
1: Um, Lucky enough, I mean, I got fair guys. The, the deal that they gave me was a standard, you know, artist deal that everyone was getting around the country. I mean, I went to research afterwards. I, not research, I don't know, I got a fair deal. But my, my first paycheck was a show that I did. It uh, was at Valtech. I think I got paid like a thousand rents. But then from there, we went on a tour with Oskiro. We did about uh, five or six shows. And I, got, I was getting paid like uh, a thousand drinks per gig. And let's and talk about that back,
0: that first thousand. What did you spend <laughs> your money on?
1: I, 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 I didn't actually get the first thousand as it is. Uh, we did the tour. Then when we came back, when Osceiro gave me like all the money. It was like 7,000 or something. like. That. Wow. I was like, wow, now I'm happy. The first stop I went to Rosebank, there was this shop called... Uh, uh, Bonami. Ah, yes, I remember the I used to go uh, I used to go to Bonami just to look at the clothes and just admire them. In one day, when I got my first paycheck, the first place I went, I went to Bonami to buy to buy myself a leather jacket that I saw
0: there. And you took all the seven thousand rand. Or,
1: <laughs> how much was it? Well, uh, mo- most of it, it was like <laughs> three thousand rand. <laughs>
0: Let's talk about this name, Lignora. Where does that come in? Because the connotations around Lignora is the head honcho in the room, the guy with the most money. So where when does Tebe get that particular name? Uh,
1: it's a Pretoria thing. You know, in Pretoria, when you're doing well, or Lignora, in any aspect, be it money, be it whatever thing that you do, if you're a soccer player or Lignora labor, So... Uh, some guy was telling me I'm a bra so I just I that, and I put it on
0: as a title of an album we'll pick up on more and Tebe and his money on other people's money of course we're chilling today with uh, quite a musician Tebe Mohani aka Tebe Linyora. more after this the money show other people's money in other people's money tonight, we're digging into the pockets of Tebe Mohane, quite a musician and legend, of course, better known as Tebe Lignora. Let's pick up in terms of the industry, the music industry, sex, drugs, and alcohol, and how do you make sure that you're not overspending? You still have enough money to take care of yourself and your family.
1: Um, it, it took a while, man. I mean, you know, at, at the start, I was a single guy, you know, so it was the spending was bad. Like, and you, you know, you think you'll make it up from on the next show. Yeah, it's always it going to be there. And it, and it happens, and then you get spoiled. You think the money will always be there until, you know, when things slow down or, or don't get shows, and you realize, you know, I just blew like all the money or nothing, thinking more will come. But as you grow up, you learn. Then, you know, I got married and I get kids. And then you get responsibilities. That's when your attitude towards money changes because now you've got dependents. Then you realize it's not just about you and having fun or blowing cash. Now you've got people looking up to you. And when things go wrong, they look at you. So you have to change your attitude with money. So that's when the, the saving and the you know monthly budget start. My wife helped me a lot with that because she's good with money. Like I said, I'm was, I was still bad with saving. Yeah, but she she played she played a huge role in helping me with uh with my finances.
0: And what have you learned then from the industry, um, especially making money during a period where you haven't released music, you're not the most p- popular musician in the country? Uh, do you venture off into other businesses? How do you keep yourself uh, financially so sound? Oh
1: uh, yes, I, I did venture into businesses. Uh, uh, I had some clubs, restaurants. I even, I even went into the hair business. I had a hair salon, which didn't quite work well, but for the moment it did. But you know, I tried to to venture out into something. I still do even now, you know, because you have to, your money has to keep rotating. You know, you can't just be waiting for, for your next gig or for your next paycheck, because royalties get paid like quarterly, so. You know, And if you haven't sold that much, then you're
0: in trouble. And uh, let's take you back, of course, to that uh, single that you had uh, with Lebo Matos. Uh, uh, I don't know if you still remember, Sam Sokolu. Um A, a yes. song that was mostly speaking to South African hustlers at the time and those that were aspirant and wanted to get more money. Um, how was that Tebe different from the Tebe today? Um, as an established artist and a legend in the game and also financially sound, looking after your family?
1: Uh, I guess it comes with age and, and just maturity, you know. Now, um, I, I'm not I'm more interested in money as much as my family being comfortable and being, just being able to do the basics, the normal things that get us through, you know, kids go to school. Yes, the groceries, the house is paid for, the car is paid for, so I guess it just goes with uh, growing up and maturity.
0: And have you set up uh, trust maybe for your for your children in terms of your music rights and some of uh, the rights that you hold to your artistry and some of the music you've composed, uh, so that when you're not oh. here in future, that they can take advantage of that as well.
1: Oh yes, definitely, uh, I have done that because. You know, like we were likely to get to have people like Laka and uh, Oskin, who are already in the industry. So they, from what they have learned in the industry, they, they imparted that knowledge to us. You know, uh, sort this thing out, have this thing out, have a will. You know, uh, to have a trust for your kids. You know, things like that. So at least I was lucky to get to get schooled about things like that.
0: And any future projects outside of music, or even in music, that you're working on currently, that we can look out for?
1: Uh, right now, I'm working on a on a legacy album. Uh, just maybe a few a few new songs, but I'm I'm i going to be collaborating with a lot of uh, young artists and young producers. Do some remixes of my of my previous tracks that didn't that didn't get a lot of traction back then. You know, just trying to give them a new list of life. So that's the project I'm working on right now. And, and I'm you... busy with a documentary as well, we just started shooting a few shots about, you know, my journey through music.
0: Oh, that should be fascinating. What are you telling these yeah. young artists that you're currently working with about uh, keeping Nugo in your account and making sure that you've got enough money to span your career as a musician? Because sometimes it does run out.
1: Uh, the best you know always the time in parties have, have a have a future plan I, I used to I used to live my life with a five year you know five year plan five year, so I tell them just increase that have a have a ten year plan like what are you planning to do from now in the next ten years because if you don't have that plan you're gonna you're gonna fall short like, in terms of your your music when you get money what you gonna do with it where's it go how we must push it, you to to live, but the, the, the main thing that I try and tell them, go to like you must respect money. And it will respect you back.
0: And you learned this the hard way,
1: hey? I learned this the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good it was a good lesson.
0: <laughs> Look, you weren't being, you went from being the, the, the party starter, but now um you're imparting knowledge uh, to these young guys about yeah. money and respecting money. Uh, But you're also saying it's a balance for you because not everything is about money at the end. It's also about making sure that your family is is comfortable. Uh, Comfortable. As young artists going into the industry, uh, what what should they be investing in? Should they be buying their own studios, making sure their rights are, are, are well taken care of? And what kind of deals should they be signing in this modern music industry where streaming is now the main thing?
1: In, in, in this modern music industry where we don't need the majors anymore we don't need the record labels they must invest in themselves they must invest in their art and make sure that they they own you know they own the, the material that is the that's the biggest investment you can have because when you own the material even in the future when it get used for for thinking for radio adverts for movies for whatever you have total control of of all that uh,
0: content and how do you deal with um being famous Uh, and and that being uh, connected to you having money i mean do you still go back and people are like no man you should have two thousand rand in your wallet uh, to borrow me how do you make sure that you still keep some of your money to yourself and not really handing it out to to fans and those that might be attracted to you as a famous person
1: I've never been that person to, to act like I've got money. You know, I always tell people the, the real truth. If I can, I will. But I guess not I can I you know? And people always expect, oh, like, oh what do you be in tell it? And it's not always like that. It's like everyone else. What I'm doing is a job, you know? pan, and whatever money that I make must sustain me for whatever time. And because I'm self-employed, I don't have a monthly income. So, whatever money that I make, something to make sure, even if I'm not busy, it has to sustain me and my family for that period. So, I always tell people I don't have extra money. Even if you can see me having 2,000 pounds, yeah, I got 2,000. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that was Tebo Mohane, quite a musician and legend. Tebo Lignora, of course, uh, one of the greatest of all time in the Kwaito and music industry in South Africa, sharing some of his money insights, uh, saying it wasn't always easy at first. He used to spend it all, but with maturity, he's learned to make his money go for longer. Uh, that was Tebo Mohane in other people's money. Thank you very much for sharing those insights.